Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now, over the last few days, I've been having a really close analysis of the Melbourne Storm and the system that they've built. And over their entire history, so you've got to remember, this is a franchise. It started in 1998, yeah? And it's it's now 2020. So what's that, 22, 23 years, whatever it might be. Now, you've got to remember the Melbourne Storm, they started in 98. They won their first premiership in 99. So, you know, almost unheard of to have that sort of success straight away, especially in rugby league. I mean, you look at all the clubs that have come in. I mean, the Gold Coast Titans, they are yet to win a premiership. They're yet to make a grand final. It's also their fourth attempt at building a new franchise. Yeah, it's their fourth rebrand of a Gold Coast team. Uh, you got the New Zealand Warriors, I believe, came in 95. I mean, they've made two grand finals. They've made the top eight here and there, but they've never really been an overly consistent side. Um, they've obviously never won a premiership either. So, I mean, new teams coming into the NRL in the modern era, I mean, you know, you look at the Brisbane Broncos, they came in in 88. They were a success reasonably quickly. I mean, you know, they did have a lot of Queensland to choose from. That's probably the best scenario you could have for starting a new club. And to be honest with you, I think I'd rather have the Gold Coast and the New Zealand, Auckland, as a starting base than Melbourne. I mean, now we see Melbourne as a fantastic, you know, it's it's, it's rugby league central down there as far as... Um, success goes and players down there but go back to 1998 I mean they don't have a junior system down there if they do it's absolutely minimal there's not much doing down there rugby league was not popular down there it's AFL central so for them to start a franchise there it was it was a tough gig for them to have success so early unbelievable they really did pick the right people from the start you know your Brett Kamali's your Stephen Kearney's your um, Glenn Lazarus these sort of guys that went down there and, and really set it a lot and then you know the, the years following that, they had a lot of other successful guys. I mean, Robbie Ross, Matty Orford, uh, Scott Hill, um, you know, just all these. Robbie Kearns, another one. Just so many really talented footballers that they didn't deliver a premiership in that time, but they they brought in this next age of absolute superstars in Cronk, in Cameron Smith, in Billy Slater, in Greg Inglis, Israel Folau, Matt King. It goes on all the way to today in your Munsters, your... You know, you're Ryan Pappenhausen, you're Brandon Smith. It's going to be the next generation of your Harry Grants and these sort of guys. Like, the system they've built is incredible. And I was having a look at the all-time players that have played for Melbourne. There's only 208 guys that have pulled on that purple jersey. 208, which it's a pretty small number. It's a pretty exclusive little club there. 208. Now, you would consider they would have a lot because, you know, obviously they don't have a junior system that they're pulling guys from. Like, they don't have junior rugby league built around there their franchise, they have to get them from all over the country. So it's really hard. Like, it's easier now because they've had so much success. But you think back to 1998, even the mid-2000s, before they really had this great success. I mean, if you're an 18-year-old in Brisbane and the opportunity to go to the Broncos is there or the opportunity to go to Melbourne, I mean, are you even going to think twice? If if you're a Canberra kid and there's the opportunity to represent the Raiders or go to Melbourne, are you going to move away from home? Are you going to, you know, if you're at a Sydney club, 
you know, if you're a kid with a heap of ability, there's nine teams in Sydney. Are you not better off staying in Sydney than moving to Melbourne? I mean, Melbourne, you know, it's not a rugby league hub. It's, you know, now, now it's not the case. But, you know, it used to be not as many people were watching the Melbourne Storm. There wasn't that much interest around them. So for you to make a rep team out of Melbourne, you're doing really well. It's a really tough gig. There's all these little factors that go into why Melbourne should not be as successful as they are. Yet they they just keep producing. So I'll bring you back to these 208 players. They've had 208 that have played. I I believe um, Young Booth, um, the hooker who debuted round 20 or so this year, he was the 208th. And I mean, at the start of the season, Branko Lee debuted. He was number 200. So they've debuted, you know, eight to 10 guys this year, which considering all the chaos, considering they were away from Melbourne, they were up on the uh, Sunshine Coast, is, is a pretty good knock, pretty impressive, considering they still went on to win the premiership. And I mean... They did debut a lot of guys in the last round when they rested a heap of guys there. So, pretty impressive. But of those 208 players, only 40 of them have played less than five games. So, you think about all the guys that come through and debut, only 40 of them have played less than five games for the Melbourne Storm. So, their strike rate's pretty good. There's not many guys that they miss on. Yeah, and, and 40 sounds like a big number, but across 23 years of rugby league, guys that you blood that maybe can't handle it or whatever, it's incredibly impressive. And... Of those 40 guys, there are guys like Booth. There's Lume Lume. There's a couple of guys there that, you know, halfway through 2021, they'll be out of that group anyway. So it'll drop down to, you know, 36, 37, whatever it might be. It will go up over time again. But to only have 40 guys, including the guys that are still in the current squad that are just waiting to get out of that group, it's in, it's incredibly impressive. The other thing about that group of 40 is some of the names in it. I mean, Tom, Tom Leroy Lars, Scotty Drinkwater... Uh, Billy Walters, Heimel Hunt, Nate Miles, Junior Sow, Paul Fatawira, and probably the biggest one of all, James Maloney. There, there is a heap of talent there that they had there, and simply, you know, James Maloney left because they 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 didn't need him. They had too many talented players in that top group. Paul Fatawira left, and he went on to win two premierships over the next five years. You know, Junior Sow's had a great career. Nate Miles came there at the back end of his career. You know, he was playing Origin the year before, and they sort of went, look, we don't need you. It's good to have you around, but we we, we, we don't need you. Scott Drinkwater, he 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 was the, you know their third or or fourth choice fullback, and I mean he was sitting behind Munster Hughes. They've now moved them to different positions, and they've found Pappenhausen, who's still better than Drinkwater. It's incredible, you know the 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 amount of guys in this list that are genuine nobodies that someone like me, that's a rugby league fanatic, has never heard of. There's not many of them. It's it's really impressive. The thing that really blew me away: there was 40 guys that have played less than five games. There's 37 that have played more than a hundred. If you were to take out Lumi Lumi, Booth, and a few of those other guys, I mean, it's 37 all. When you debut, you're just as likely to play one game as you are to play 100, which is unbelievable. It's just, it's, it does not make sense. It doesn't even add up. It's crazy. And I mean, on top of that, you know, they've got six players that have played more than 250 games. Six players that have played more than 250 games. So that's minimum, what are we talking, 12 seasons? Minimum 12 seasons of rugby league when you're taking injuries and stuff. You need to play 12 years of footy at the Melbourne Storm to play 250 games, realistically. Now, there's six guys that have done that. There's actually five. Jesse Bromwich, though, he's on 248. He'll be on 250, you know, a a month or so into season 2021. So then there'll be six. Now, I want you to think about, there's only 19 guys in the history of the Melbourne Storm that have played one game. One game of rugby league for the Melbourne Storm. It's only happened to 19 players. And once again, some of those guys are guys that debuted in the last round. So it's even less. It's about 18 or 17 because those guys will jump out of that box. Now, 
you think about that. For every player that plays 250 games, there's only the equivalent of three that only play one, which is just astronomical, unbelievable. It just it defies belief. And then you've got, of course, they've got three guys that have played more than 300. They've got one that's played more than 400. What on earth is doing down there? It is so impressive, the system they've got down there. It is mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing. They do not hand out purple jerseys to anyone. You have to earn that jersey. You have to show them that you're up to it. And it's obvious that Craig Bellamy and all the staff down there, they don't miss very often. I mean, I, I haven't gone through each and every club, but I'm sure that if you went through all the other clubs, you know, the amount of guys that have played less than five games would be astronomical. 40 would be the lowest in the NRL by far and away, in my opinion. I think it would be unbelievable to have a look at all of them. I mean, mate, you, you could get in the car and drive around for the next three weeks around country Australia, go to every town in New South Wales and Queensland, I guarantee you there's someone in that town that's played less than five first-grade games somewhere. Every town has one. Most towns have a few of them. Rugby league, it's bloody hard. NRL, it is hard to stay in it. It's not easy. It's not easy. You know, we, I, I hear guys all the time, guys make their debut, they don't play very well, and people say they're shit. Like, please. If you're in first grade, you're not a shit footballer. You are a brilliant, fantastic footballer. You're just playing at the highest level, and it's hard. It is hard. Don't ever think it's easy. If you're playing more than one first grade game, you are an incredible athlete. You're an incredible footballer. You've worked bloody hard to get there, and you deserve that spot. If you, if, you, if you play that one first row game in a Melbourne jersey, geez, you have well and truly earned it because they don't hand those out for free. I think it's incredible the strike rate they have. To only have 40 guys play less than five games out of 208, that is unbelievable. For 25% of them to be less than five games, and that's it, that, that is just unheard of. The amount of hit and misses, the amount of guys that come in with you know, so much expectation and they don't make it. And the other thing about Melbourne is if you come in and you don't do your job, they don't keep you around. They show you the door. They, they don't let you hang around for the sake of it. They let you go. So if there's these guys that have come in, they're, they're obviously guys that they either had a lot of depth in that position or they didn't do the job, so they showed them the door. They're not there to make friends. They're there to win premierships. It's always been the Melbourne way. Same as the Roosters, a, a successful system. It's incredible. 208 players, 40 to play under five games, 37 to play more than 100. And those stats are going to even out in the next four weeks after the NRL kicks off. Simply amazing. The best system in rugby league, the Melbourne Storm. You might not like them, and that's fine, but don't tell me that you wouldn't rather your team, your club, your franchise be more like them, please. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. 
That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.